0: What potential players that could be cut post-June 1 should the Carolina Panthers potentially pursue? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council on today's show. Let's talk about. A little bit of free agency. Tomorrow is June 1st, and there's going to be some players who are going to be casualties because teams just don't want to pay them a lot of money. We saw that with DeAndre Hopkins, who had been on a trade market throughout the offseason, and Arizona decided on Tuesday officially, all right, enough is enough. We cannot afford to have you on the roster anymore. You've missed a ton of games the last two seasons. We're moving on. Which other players could be like DeAndre Hopkins that are going to be on the market come June 1st tomorrow on Thursday the Carolina Panthers could look at also we'll get into some of the free agents that are still available that are part of Greg Rosenthal's top 100 NFL free agents that the Carolina Panthers could pursue and let's look at the return game here in Carolina let's go ahead and start off though we looking at some of those potential post-June 1 cuts. And I was looking at CBS CBSSports.com as they listed five candidates that could either be cut or traded so that their teams could save some salary cap space post-June 1 coming up on tomorrow on Thursday. Now, Dalvin Cook was one of them who apparently, according to that article, they believe is the most likely to be cut, although the Vikings could look to find a way to keep him around. I also don't look at Dalvin Cook as an answer here in Carolina, considering the Panthers already gave a contract to Miles Sanders this offseason, so he would not be a candidate. Ryan Tannehill, also one of those key candidates after you look at the Titans the last two years, drafting Malik Willis in the third round, but more importantly, taking Will Levis in the second round this past draft. It does not seem like the days in Tennessee are long for Ryan Tannehill, but those two players I would not look at as – potential options for the Carolina Panthers and players that they should pursue. But there are two that I saw on that list who I think the Carolina Panthers should be interested in. The first one... Is Shaq Barrett, who we are familiar with as he's played with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last couple of seasons. Been a phenomenal player for the Bucs while they had Tom Brady as their quarterback and winning a Super Bowl a couple years ago. A little blurb says briefly, one of the game's most dominant edge rushers, Barrett, is now 30, coming off of an injury-shortened season and do a whopping $21.3 million in 2023, just as Tampa Bay appears to be bracing for a down year post-Tom Brady. Few clubs are likely to absorb his contract via trade, but the Bucs could save point which you could say, excuse me, $14.6 million by sending him to the open market. A handful of contenders would surely sniff around at that point, considering the former All-Pro as a rotational pass rusher. What do the Carolina Panthers need? A rotational pass rusher. Really, what they need is someone who's going to be the answer. Opposite of Brian Burns this season, they never replace Hassan Reddick. They have drafted players in Amari Bardo and DJ Johnson the past two years, I don't know how many people are honestly looking at them as being suitable replacements this season, especially looking at last year where the Panthers didn't have a massive drop off, but we all understood that there is a pressing need at outside linebacker, at edge rusher on the other side of the line of scrimmage from Brian Burns, who's turned himself into a pro bowler and any day now is going to get paid by the Carolina Panthers. If Baird is available, Go get them. The Panthers, in a wide-open NFC South, are a contender. The Bucs could convince themselves that they are. Let's be honest. They're set to be back in the rightful place at the bottom of the NFC South. They're going to start either Kyle Trask... Baker Mayfield, maybe John Wolford to get some starts. That's not a great situation. And Todd Bowles is looking at two and out there as a head coach and Tampa, in Tampa. And all the mock drafts have them taking a quarterback, mainly Drake May out of North Carolina next April in the draft. So Tampa, they're not a contender. Atlanta, I don't know if they would be pursuing Shaq Barrett. New Orleans, of course, they have their own salary cap issues. The Carolina Panthers, they don't. This will have about what, $27 million in salary cap space? They can fit in a player like Shaq Barrett, give him a respectable deal for one year, but also a deal that is incentivated and that does not hurt the team in the future. He is someone the Carolina Panthers should absolutely look to pursue if he does come available. Again, he's later on in his career, but he already has a ring. And at this point, if you got the ring, Go get the bag. Where's the biggest bag going to be? And then later on in your career, you're also going to want to win more than you did in the past. But he's already got the Super Bowl. What does it matter at this point in time? So I think the Carolina Panthers, if Shaq Barrett's available, they got to go out there and uh, try to make that move for sure. The other player I saw on that list that I think the Carolina Panthers could or should be interested in, is Patrick Queen, the former first rounder at LSU, he's on that fantastic 2019 team where they had one of the greatest offenses of all time, maybe one of the greatest teams at all time in college football. He was outstanding at linebacker, and he's been solid for the Baltimore Ravens. And they're a team that you would think would not want to get rid of Patrick Queen, but he is on this list as someone who the Ravens could part ways. The blurb saying, I'm aiming for a deep playoff run, the Ravens aren't necessarily in the business of subtracting good players, but Queen is entering a contract year after Baltimore declined to exercise its fifth-year option, and the team just paid lucrative bucks for to fellow inside linebacker Roquan Smith. In need of more pass rushing juice, more on that below, which is on the article, the Ravens could look to real reallocate resources to other spots. Dealing the former first-round pick will presumably net them draft capital, plus an instant $2.3 million in savings. So it feels like with Patrick Queen, you're going to have to go trade for him. If he was a free agent, which does not save that much money for the Baltimore Ravens, that is easier to kind of digest in giving up draft capital for a player who would be unlikely to stick around in Carolina for the long term. I put him on this list and as someone the Panthers could be interested in because, well, you think about it. There's a need at outside linebacker. And Frankie Louvu last year showed you that he can rush the passer with the seven sacks. Could it make sense for Carolina to have Shaq Thompson and Patrick Queen at inside linebacker and then have Frankie Louvu on the outside opposite of Brian Burns? And who knows, maybe you can find a deal for Roquan Smith after this season. And you have, you're going to have to find a deal for Frankie Louvu as well. I'm just looking at it as you could find a young player who is a solid inside linebacker. Shaq got a rework deal. I got to look at the numbers to really see what the Panthers could do next offseason if they want to move off of him. I think it would be tough. but They could have an answer there. Queen and Luvu for the future inside linebacker and then still try and pursue outside linebackers later on or allow some of the younger guys that you've drafted to mature into that role to where – When Shaq departs, you got Patrick Queen inside, you got Frankie Louvu inside, and then you have DJ Johnson or Mari Barno, maybe someone else there at outside linebacker opposite of Brian Burns. It's just something to kind of marinate over and kind of think about where it could potentially work if you move things around there at linebacker in this new 3 4 scheme that Jero Vero has brought to Carolina. So Shaq Barrett, free agent. That would be something the Carolina Panthers should go after if he does indeed get cut June 1st by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Patrick Queen likely needing a trade. It could make sense if you can find a deal that makes sense for the Panthers long term. So you try and figure that out there. An inside linebacker, but not a pressing need. Just something I thought that could potentially make sense for the Carolina Panthers. So those are some guys who could be cut. Post-June 1st, Panthers could be looking to either trade for or just pick up as a free agent. What other free agents are still available that are part of Greg Rosenthal's Top 101 NFL free agents the Carolina Panthers should be in the market for we'll talk about that here in just a moment Unlocked on Panthers are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories and you need the best tasting protein bar ever built if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste I've got just the thing for you Built Bars and Built Puffs Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing seriously they taste so amazing you won't think that they're good for you what makes Built Bars so good you ask well for starters they are covered in 100% real dark chocolate that's right real dark chocolate on every single bar and puff i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste just like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they're healthy for you only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you no longer need to wait around to get a box for years i've been up here telling you how you can order your built bars at built.com which you can still do to get their specialty flavors but now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. If you're close to Sam's Club, run it and grab yourself a 13 bar box of built bars or pups. You can thank me later. All right, so we looked at some potential post June 1 cuts, and guys who are going to get cut on June 1, you know, the Carolina Panthers could be looking at if they do come available either via trade or. But they're available as a free agent, and I would think that free agency is what we're really looking at. And uh, I would think that uh, Shaq Barrett, some of the Panthers, should absolutely pursue considering the need there at outside linebacker. Let's look at some of the free agents that are still available for the Carolina Panthers that were part of Greg Rosenthal's top 101 list on NFL.com. And we talked about number three all day yesterday on the show, DeAndre Hopkins, the third best available free agent of all the free agents that were available this offseason saying if Hopkins was released back in March he would have had he would have been the top wide receiver available it's a premium and scarce position so he's still worth plenty even if Nuke now fits better as a supercharged second option down the field rather than viewing him as a top 5 receiver in the league we talked about fit yesterday on the show and i wondered if bringing in Nuke would potentially put him at the X wide receiver and have DJ Chark as the other outside wide receiver in this offense. Just reading what Rosendahl had to say there, it sounds like the Panthers could stick to their plan of having DJ Chark as that primary X wide receiver and that speed guy and that deep ball threat and someone who they want to turn into potentially their number one guy. And he has shown the potential... And to be a pro bowler and maybe to be a top option in the NFL, if he can stay healthy and if he's in the right scheme, which you saw in Detroit certainly was the case last year. And I think here in Carolina, that will be again the case this upcoming season. You could have Chark play in a role that you wanted to play in, have Thielen in a slot, and then at the other outside wide receiver position, you could have DeAndre Hopkins and you have to feel pretty good about that wide receiver room considering what it was last year and really what that was after they got rid of D.J. Moore and what it is now where the Panthers are severely lacking a number one wide receiver. He might not be a top five wide receiver in the league, but can he still be a top 10, top 15? I think so. So DeAndre Hopkins, some of the Panthers should look at, although as I told you yesterday, it does not look like he's very interested in coming to Carolina because the Panthers have a rookie quarterback, and he said he's past that phase in his career, which at 30 going to 31. Yeah, I would understand that. 27, another play that we talked a lot about. The last, and the, the rest of these guys, we've spent a lot of time talking about. And somehow, the edge rusher market has just not been there for any of them. Yannick Ngakwe, former Jag, former Viking as well, and former Colt. Briefly with Frank Reich, last season before Reich was fired there in Indianapolis, uh, this, the talk here is that Saxon quarterback hit sell, but Ngakwe's inability to stop throwing is probably why he's likely headed to his sixth team in four years, and I think that's totally fine for Carolina. They're not looking for someone to be that run stopper. They, they got Henry Anderson. They brought in Shy Tuttle. They brought in, we know what Derrick Brown can be, and we know kind of setting the edge and stopping the run. Uh, they got their players who can do that on the roster. They're not asking Ngakwe to come in here and to do that. And who knows, a better coaching, better at- attitude, mentality, possibly, but he's, again, will be on a sixth team in four years. Um, so maybe it's not going to work out, and that's why he's probably free agent right now. There's familiarity there, and I guess you would think that by now, if Frank Reich really wanted him, And if the defense really wanted him, he would be here. He's an option as the Carolina Panthers. they got to bring in some veteran there at outside. Linebacker, another name, who we talked about a lot, who has local ties, who is more of a name than an actual stud player and really was never a stud player in the NFL. If you look at his career and what his expectations were, at 36, Jadavion Kalani. Another year, another top 101 free agent blurb for Clowney. He gets a little lower on the list each season. The ugly ending to his time in Cleveland doesn't w- bode well for his value. As we see here on May 31st, his value has not really been that high. As no team, including Carolina Panthers, have signed him to this point. But he's someone you do have to worry about when it comes to stopping the run. And is there a late career renaissance there for Jadavion Clowney? Does Mama's home cooking help him? Be a player who can still be an impact player for an NFL team. And the story would be great. You had Stefan Gilmore, who also played at with South Point High School. Please tell me I'm getting that right in Rock Hill, who was here a couple of years ago. Hometown guy, already has a home in the area. It was good to come back. Things didn't really work out injury-wise for him, but still – good to have him back home maybe things work out differently for jb on Clowney to be back home and he'll certainly be a fan favorite plenty of south carolina alums in the area he's from the area so why not give it a chance i, I don't look at him as somebody who becomes here is going to have a big impact but you never know right coaching right scheme maybe Clowney does fit for the carolina panthers now the guy i feel like is the best scheme fit because he's played in this scheme uh comes in at 50 leonard floyd uh, Floyd may not have hit double-digit sacks last season, but he played well down the stretch after getting over a knee injury. The veteran is a quality run stopper who can upgrade plenty of starting jobs around the league. What are we doing here? What are we waiting for? Why is Leonard Floyd not a Carolina Panther already? Is it, is it not like him? Is that is there is the money just not right? We have not heard anything about the Panthers being interested in Floyd and Clowney, and Ngakwe, or any of the other guys we're going to talk about on this list, we have not heard any of that. It just is too simple. It makes too much sense to get Floyd, who can stop the run, who can rush the passer. You get him, you got to feel pretty damn good about what you got there at linebacker in that first unit, and it allows younger guys to develop. Maybe, maybe they're seeing something that we're not seeing. And I'm not there every day, of course, at uh, OTAs. Uh, I mean, the media is really not even allowed there anyways. I'm never there anyways, but I'm not there, so I don't know. It just feels too, like, obvious for Leonard Floyd to be the, the guy the Carolina Panthers pursue. But so far, they have not done it. Veteran, quality run stopper who can upgrade plenty of starting jobs around the league. Well, that sounds like a guy the Carolina Panthers need at 54 melvin ingram every year i rank ingram high on this list and no nfl team seems to want him and then he balls out for a while even if he goes off script sometimes the chaos is worth it the panthers i believe were a team last year that were interested in ingram that did not work out and he's had several stops last couple seasons and as greg rosenthal said he's he's balled out and he's getting older he's up in age he's a veteran and situationally why not give it a shot 67, Frank Clark, who was a big-time player for the Kansas City Chiefs last couple seasons as they won two Super Bowls and been to two other ones. Uh, Clark played a lot for the Chiefs, perhaps too much. That helped him rack up more than 50 pressures in each of the last two seasons. But he'd be better used as a rotational pass rusher at this stage in his career. He's up in his 30s, and he's had you know, some uh, background issues in his career, but overall been a fine player. Wouldn't be my top choice of these guys. And in 71, the last one up here on that top 101 list the Panthers think should be interested in. Justin Houston, it's just silly how Houston never gets old. He is like the edge rusher version of Calais Campbell and isn't that far from having a case to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame one day. And Houston, like Ingram, teams wait and they wait and they wait. And then when he gets out there, he does his thing, and he is another one of those veterans who could be a good leader for this team in this locker room and fits perfectly into a 3-4 scheme, which he's played primarily in his career. Go get one of them. My my, my hope is Leonard Floyd. I think it makes too much sense. Hopkins would be great if he wants to do that, and the Panthers want him too. There are still some quality agents that the Carolina Panthers can get at a position of need. We'll see if they decide to pursue any of them over the next couple of weeks and months heading into training camp. How about going out and getting some guys that can return the football in the punt game and the kickoff game? The Panthers have kind of been up and down when it comes to special teams in the return game the last couple of years. We'll get some of the return options and... Assess whether the Panthers should be in the market for another returner this offseason. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. One of the biggest remaining questions for the Carolina Panthers that I don't think we spend all that much time talking about is, who's going to return the football for the team this year in the punt game and the kick return game? Unfortunately, Chris Tabor, when he spoke to the media about two weeks ago, had no interest in answering anyone's question. It would not tell us who the guys would be, because he didn't want to leave anyone out. Okay, well, I don't think anyone's feelings are really going to be hurt. You know who the guys out there at practice are every day that are returning kicks, and I think the guys will be just okay, Chris, if you don't include them in the conversation with the media, but he decided, hey, we're not going to talk about it. I, though, feel like I know who will be a part of that conversation, and it's, Fairly easy to kind of guess who it will be, even though we don't know for sure who those players will be. Uh, we'll look at them right now and kind of think about whether the Panthers should be looking for another returner. They went out last year, got Andre Roberts, who had been all pro. He's also 34 years old and had an knee injury pretty much right off the bat once the season started. And we did not see him until I think it was like week 16 or 17, and he was not active. So that was another one of Matt Rule's failed free agent signings that. You know, whatever the way the return game is, anyways, now where they're gonna they've changed the rules, the fair catch and going to the twenty five. Does it even matter who returns anymore? I don't really think so. But we'll talk about it anyways. Chuba Hubbard last year had five kick returns for one hundred and four yards, twenty point eight yards per attempt. Not all that great. Raheem Blackshear, the Panthers brought on later on in the season, rookie out of Virginia Tech, nineteen kick returns, five hundred thirteen yards, twenty seven yards per attempt he also returned six punts for 55 yards it's 9.2 yards per attempt which is pretty good considering uh punts certainly that's a lot of times guys are just fair catching there demir bird did not return last year in atlanta but he has averaged 25.2 yards per kick return in his career 7.5 per punt we saw him return kicks when he was here to start off his career in carolina and now he's back and i looked at his stats and we all remember the game where he ran through the Panthers secondary like Swiss cheese. And I believe it was week seven when they lost in just horrible fashion with DJ Moore throwing off his helmet. Then Zane Gonzalez, not Zane Gonzalez, Eddie Pinheiro missing those two kicks. Just a day that was, it was an entertaining game, but just, you know, damn, really should have won that football game. But Bird getting that touchdown to really uh, keep Atlanta in the game. Believe what that might have put him on top before the Carolina Panthers was down there and uh, had a chance to win the game. Uh, but either way, Bird looking like he's here to be more of actually like a part of the offense as a receiver, maybe not so much in the kick game. He's an older player, he's, but not a player that you're not going to be kind of worried about getting injured in the kick game and then thinking that's going to impact your offense. So I would think Damir Bird would be an option for the Carolina Panthers. Shy Smith, who was – For a large part of last season, once Andre Roberts went down, the primary punt returner 23 punt returns for 143 yards, 6.2 yards per attempt. So when looking at Raheem Blackshear, 9.2, and that came only six punt returns, smaller sample size, but coming in and uh, sorry, that's 6.2 per yeah yeah. Sorry, I was looking at something else. Um, but yeah, Blackshear who had a smaller sample size and fewer time came out had a bigger impact than Shai Smith did. Smith also struggled um, with the whole muff punt issue, and that is the only the only job that those guys have is to field the punt or field the kick, that's all they got to do. Catch the ball. You don't even have to really return it. Catch it, fair catch it. Do not have any sort of issues where you turn the football over, and Shai Smith struggled at points last season to be able to do that. And because of that, it's hard to have a lot of confidence in him going into the season as someone that you ask to go back there. And basically what I think most teams should just do is ask them to go back there, fair catch it, kneel it, do whatever, just don't drop the football. The Marquez Stevenson – was drafted out of Houston by Buffalo back in 21. He had seven kick returns for 165 yards, 23.6 per attempt, 14-point returns for 132 yards, 9.4 per attempt. Another good option. If he's going to make the roster after playing in the XFL, it's going to be based off of what he can do in a return game as a special teams guy, CJ Saunders, someone that we heard Matt Rule talk about the last couple of seasons, kind of a Brandon Zilstra type as someone who can be a special teams ace, has not been able to make the roster even when Zilstra was no longer here in Carolina um, because for his special teams prowess, when he's someone who's still hanging around here in this Frank Reich era post-rule regime that we have here in Carolina, he's someone I also would expect to be back there as a returner. And again, with the NFL changing the rules, I don't know... How much value there really is in finding a kick returner or a punt returner? Devin Hester probably—I don't—I th- don't think he is already in. I don't think he's in Canton, but he probably belongs in Canton for what he was able to do uh, as a kick returner in the NFL. Especially, I mean, what he did in college at Miami. Of course, there's two different Hall of Fames in college in the NFL, but he was able to do a specialist in the NFL. The guy probably should have a bust in Canton, and there's just not the need for guys. Like Devin Hester, we heard in the past when DJ Moore was here that, oh, in special situations where you really want a good return, we'll have DJ Moore. Just the punters are better than ever. I mean, the kickers are better than ever where they're just kicking out. It's just one of those things where you only get so many options – or, sorry, so many opportunities. And are you willing to spend a roster spot on someone who essentially is just back there to fair catch it? Because if that's the case, you can just go find your sixth or seventh wide receiver – and just put them back there. Same thing if your third or fourth running back, just put them back there and catch the ball, which I guess in turn is what uh Demir Bird, Raheem Blackshear, or Shai Smith really would be doing for the Carolina Panthers if they get that job. If they find somebody who they really believe in on the free agent market, it can be a game changer for them. Go ahead. This rule changes. This at least it's temporary for this year. It's kind of a trial basis. It doesn't really feel like that's something that the Carolina Panthers should be all that, you know, uh Not interested in, but all that like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it who cares. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter. At Julian Council, where on Friday I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole, as always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Thursday.